Welcome to another edition of the Oscar Central Podcast. My name is Jacob and I'm your host. We are here today with um, our same incredible panel of experts and Oscar predictors and all of that good stuff. Um, Lex is back for the first time in a couple weeks, I think. I know we took last week off, but still. How are you doing? I'm good. I have no updates in my life. <laughs> I still have nothing going on but an intense passion for Eddie Munson. That's all. Well, what she didn't say was since the last time she was on and since the last time we <laughs> recorded, I think, uh, we actually did meet in person. So <laughs> Yeah, we did. I have nothing going on except I met you. Sorry. Yeah, so. um, listen, I have, I'm literally looking right now at, on my desk at a bowling pin that I won. Um, and I won one for Jacob and I won one for Nicole, who's not here. Okay, and then, listen. Our friend, no, I did it because I got the jackpot. Um, that was all thanks to me. And then we all signed each other's bowling pins. Um, it was a team effort. We all had points. Mm, but I won the jackpot. She had the most so, points. Yeah, I did. So. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Kenzie, how have you been? I've been good. I, you know, I have not. I was looking and I haven't been to a movie since August 6th. And I was like, that is so unlike me. But. I know it's not an Oscar contender, but I am going to see this vampire fan fiction nonsense tomorrow. Um, the invitation. Um, listen, if they're not going to put anything in the theaters that I want to see in August, I will go see a vampire movie. So I'm excited about that. I got my husband to watch Elvis. My boss watched Elvis. I can say this since he won't listen to this. He was very confused. It was very long. I don't understand. We'll see if I have a job tomorrow. But, you know, life has been really busy. I did not meet Jacob, nor Lex, nor Nicole. So that's it for me. All right. Um, and to a person that I will meet in about two weeks, uh, Adriano, how have you been? Yeah, less uh, than two weeks. I believe less than. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been solid. I, uh, yeah, not a lot of things have been coming out. So the last thing I saw in a, th- well, I saw Top Gun a couple of days ago, but that was, you know, again. But I did see 3,000 Years of Longing. And the best part of that movie was when the movie was over and I found out Brendan Fraser won the uh, TIFF Tribute Award. Yeah. Um, which I luckily got to share with Adriano. So I loved getting to share that good news um but yeah i'm going to see three thousand years belonging this week so anything i'll i'll get i'll get started on this one um with you uh was there any oscar potential and uh what should i really expect going into it so oscar potential like i don't really see us getting nominations i guess it's like worth like the bare minimum of consideration when it comes to like stuff like makeup or visual effects, but I don't really see a contender here. And what should you expect? Just, I don't know. I'm seeing some mixed reactions. Me personally, I thought it was a little nonsensical. And the third act was like just 
a hodgepodge of like, wait, what is, what are they trying to accomplish here? It was mm-hmm. whatever you think about it. I've, I have, and I think the only common ground I've seen is that people are like that third act was just the weakest link. Yeah. Yeah. I know that it had like a lot of, um, I know that it had a lot of mixed reactions mm-hmm. coming out of con. So I'm going to see it this week. Um, but did you see anything else this week? Uh, anything important this, when it comes to Oscar potential stuff like that? Uh, just Top Gun again. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that might be in people's top ten. Um, Kenzie, I know you said you haven't seen a movie in a while. Did you at least see anything at home or anything like that? Literally, it took us because of our child. It took us like three days to watch Elvis. Um, but I will say watching it even at home, I really do think it should be in the front running from what we've seen, at least for costume design and production design. I, I know that Catherine Martin is just like a household name in those, both of those categories, but I just think what she did is really special. And like, if you stop to think about the fact that this was one of the first major productions after everyone going back after COVID, especially like they were stuck there for six months, not really working and just like building this. And what they did with Graceland is so crazy. My husband did not believe me that that was not Graceland. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so cool. And I really hope that they put that featurette out that if you're like me and got it on digital, you can watch the featurette of how they did build Graceland and all the other sets and it's so incredible but that's really it I mean I watched um the dragon show like everyone else alive and the dragon yeah. show what's that dragon tales better call Saul <laughs> better call Saul the, um better call Saul does deserve an Oscar nomination um oh, yeah. just like every category but um oh my god I just got to say, I think the Dragon Show is not good, and I think it looks very cheap, and I am just in disbelief that that many people watched it. Like, Matt Smith's three. wig. Like, what are you doing? I My husband really likes the show, but he's, like, a bigger Game of Thrones fan than me, but, oh. like, um, I just feel like it looks so cheap, and the wigs... My husband and I are arguing, like, literally full-blown argument because when you have nothing to fight about and all you fight about is dragons, that's where you end up. Um, But he really likes the show, but he agrees with me that the wigs are just so horrendous. And I, I mean, I love Matt Smith. Like, I miss him on The Crown desperately, and I am in the camp that I think he is attractive. But he is a great actor, and I think he has, like, a really meaty part just from what we've seen already. But the show's bad. It is bad. And I really think they should have put a way bigger warning about the birth scene as someone who's given birth. It was the most traumatic thing I've ever... I don't think people who have not given birth understand how traumatic it is to watch something like that. And I'm really sorry for anyone pregnant that had to watch that. I hope they didn't watch it. But I I don't don't have stomach for it anymore, I guess. I think it's just birth because everything else I could have cared less. Um, But I did rewatch A Knight's Tale after watching the first episode and I miss us being a country obsessed with that movie. But (laughs) that's that's it for me. Um, Yeah, I have never watched Game of Thrones. I think I watched the first two seasons and then stopped. So probably won't watch this new show, whatever it is. 
Um, Lex, what about you? Have you been seeing anything this week? Um, I saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies last night. And um, it was just me and my friend. Um, We were literally the only two people in the theater. And um, I'm still digesting it. Um, I got to tell you, I was like in this weird, like, haze isn't the right word. I just was like taking everything in. And then um, I won't spoil the ending, but the end where the pieces all get put together like I couldn't stop I was crying I was laughing so hard which that was just the weirdest experience I've ever had in a theater where I was like I don't know how I feel I do not know how to feel right now and then I couldn't breathe I was laughing so hard like it was something else um I think some of the one-liners in that movie was very very funny um it it was just one of the more surreal movies I've ever seen. That was it was something else. But I saw that, and then today I rewatched Elvis. Um, I paid twenty five dollars to have the four K Ultra Elvis. No, I didn't. I thought about it, and then I was like, you know, um, I have no good reason for not telling you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I paid twenty five dollars to have Elvis in four K Ultra. Um, so I watched that and I'm trying to think. I mean, yeah, I've just rewatched Captain the Great, the HBO miniseries, like five times in the last two weeks because that's what happens. Sometimes Captain the Great becomes your comfort show. So awesome. Um, I finished season one of The Boys. I know that yes. Adriano loves that. Uh, cool. Insane. I love it. Um, I'm it like a better. couple episodes into season two uh definitely not what i was thinking like in any way characters or anything um but yeah no i love it um i also when i was with nicole who sadly is not here right now we watched tangled which i haven't seen in a long time i was there she was there she was just barely conscious (laughs) listen um that's true i was asleep on the floor um but yeah, I haven't seen Tangle in a long time. Still think it's probably one of the best Disney's, at least the best of like recent Disney. Um, and other than that, I haven't been watching too much. I've been clearly traveling a lot, which I will be doing a lot more coming up soon. Um, but yeah, getting into the news of the week, um, I guess the biggest news that we have and if Kinsey wants to take the lead on this she can we do have a contest up that's like up right now um you can go on instagram twitter anywhere else uh and you can go join it it's a very big um and really cool like box set of a lot of stuff that um that I would love if I could go for it, but clearly I can't. So, um, you are Kenzie, not do you want to talk yeah. about it? Some? So, um, ahead of Venice and Tiff, where Jacob and Adriano will be at, Lex and I will be at home. Um, we're going to do a little contest. Whoever can 
predict certain prizes from Venice and then the audience will, or the People's Choice Award from TIFF will get a, um, a little box. We're going to put um, a copy of White Noise, the novel, and I just started rereading it after that trailer dropped. Um, a Starbucks gift card, my favorite facial spray. And I know if you're a man, you're like, what is a facial spray? But it is heaven sent. It like, it is just really refreshing. It clears up some redness temporarily. I really love it. Um, a hair mask, my favorite lip balm that I would kill for. I don't know why I put it in here instead of keeping it for myself. Um, some really big oversized socks that I'm obsessed with. Elvis on digital. And then to complement that, one of the covers of V-Man magazine, which does not have an article in it in case you were wondering. And then um, a now infamous copy of Variety. And um, my favorite movie tarot cards, they're so funny. It's like Pulp Fiction and Donnie Darko's in it, but it's like real tarot cards, but a movie edition, they're great. Um, oh, and then my favorite gummy bears ever, champagne filled, because what better way to celebrate movies than with champagne gummy bears? But yeah, so you can enter. Um, the link is on our Twitter, like Jacob said, our Instagram whatever, um, just submit by 9-1 before Venice reactions start rolling in and you have a, a head start. Awesome. Awesome. Um, in, some, in some other news, uh, start. Um, in, some, in some other news, I know that this is just quick. This is just quick, but I know next day they are doing, doing $3 movies for all, all movies at um um at theaters around the country so if if you want to um if you want if you want to go see some of those that's a good day to go i think i think it like works for i'm everything else like that um nope nope has crossed 140 48 million oh god what has happened is happening Can everyone hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but you're like you're like echoing. I can hear all of you. Uh, uh, okay. Every let me. Every version. Oh, God. Don't, can don't, you don't, leave? Don't cut this out. This is literally just for Nicole for if and when she listens to this back. But this is a she 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 moment. Okay, so it is like it's still echoing. Still echoing. Yeah. Hmm. Rim Tim is the host now. Hi. Um, so in other uh, movie news. <laughs> uh, love this for me. For me. Let me. Wait, can you leave or no? I don't think he can because like he's recording. Yeah. Let me... Okay, one second, one second. Cause I would just take over, but I don't think you can like leave and come back. Okay, after some technical difficulties, <laughs> I have called in from the phone apparently. Um, but hopefully this all works and I'll get all that stuff figured out. But, um, yeah, for people listening, I assume that there will be no skips. And for us, I apologize for that. That's but fine. anyways, uh, Elvis has crossed $276 million. Uh, Nope has crossed 148 million. 
Um, and anything else for news? I just want to say, I think both of them would be doing significantly better if um, they were still in theaters. Like, Nope is still in theaters here, but mm-hmm. it's like only like at 2 p.m. and like noon. Elvis, for some reason, is playing like every four hours again. It's really weird. But there's really nothing to see right now. Like Dragon Ball Z is on like every screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of the movie, but it's like on every superhero. Screen. It's every IMAX is playing it nonstop. But I feel like because a lot of people have asked me what movies there are to see, and I recommended like Three Thousand Years of Longing, but Bodies, Bodies, Bodies isn't playing everywhere for me to recommend. And I feel like there's like this lull in like movies to see. And I do just want to say. Beast is already out of theaters here. It is not playing. Shocker. I, di- I didn't get to see it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll go see that. And it's not playing like anywhere near me. It's playing like 20 miles away. But I do think, especially Elvis, I feel like they really m- missed out on like Elvis week with Austin Butler's birthday and the anniversary of Elvis's passing. Because I know some theaters like put it in IMAX for that day. And like right now it's playing in IMAX through the 31st. So if you're listening to this and you live near an IMAX theater, go see it. But I think they both would be doing better if they had been able to stay in theaters longer versus like being pushed out on digital. And now Elvis mm-hmm. is like officially coming to HBO Max. But like I wouldn't have seen Nope again, but I know a lot of people would have like gone back to see it. And mm-hmm. like if there's like this opening of IMAX theaters, especially since like Top Gun is now coming to digital after so long. I feel like they both could even be doing more at the box office if they were given an opportunity. I feel like they both were kind of just like shoved out of theaters really quickly. Like I'm really thankful I saw an open IMAX opening weekend because the next weekend it wasn't an IMAX anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, I think it is like a good thing they for theaters. Calls, but mm-hmm. like, I just feel like they could have done better if they were like, left in theaters versus like rushing to digital yeah no i absolutely agree um but other than that there's not much news this week at least nothing that's worth talking about so um to move on from all of that we are going to get into our um oscar discussion i know that we Last week talked about, or not last week, two weeks ago talked about uh, Best Picture. Um, the big Oscar board is out. Uh, Kinsey got our intern to work super hard on it. So hard. Um, Daisy was just like, I'm not going to sleep on a schedule anymore. I'm gonna- <laughs> she, had to, she had to be fed her meals from a bottle. It's It, it was a Crazy. whole lot. Um, the whole thing. But it, I thought it, you know, about it, the joke that like Daisy put it together. That's what I you thought. Know, that's what I you know, I will say, and I told Daisy's Eric, our intern. Daisy is our intern. I told Eric Anderson this because I met up with him and he saw Daisy, like I was with Daisy and he was like talking to me about it. And I was like, yeah, Daisy deleted the editing tab and like the whole board <laughs> fell apart because she likes banging on like the keyboard and she like, does it really aggressively all of a sudden so I've had to take it away from her but I was like looking at the board and I was like it's uneven and I was like because editing was gone not only did she delete the page but she deleted like the format of the space for editing oh she really did 
Yeah. I was like amazing because it was like the third one I did and it messed up the whole family tree. And now I'm like, cool. And she renamed the menu bar, which people can't see. It's only on the back end, but I'm like, amazing talented baby just like the wrong way you know like maybe yeah. like learn to type and add things <laughs> not like delete and remove things but yeah a hard-working intern uh she like got everyone's predictions up there we're gonna like it looks good though she did a good job for an 11 month old well, can i say um and i've said this publicly many times but i'm gonna say it here I, for the life of me, like you put the deadlines out to have those done and I go, okay, don't forget. And then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, shit. So I'm so sorry that like, I just never remember. It's all right. I'm so I do just want to come after um, Anthony Hopkins for a hot second for deciding he's going to be in the sun the day our Oscar predictions posted. Um, When they're updated this week, maybe he'll appear in some people's maybe he won't but thanks sir thanks sir do you say sir oscar winner first uh sir Sir, obviously a bigger title yeah we should ask our chief unless you're saying the academy because that would be academy a winner or academy award winner sir anthony hopkins Where's our British correspondent, Nicole Ackman, to advise us on this? Yeah, the one time we need her. Um, <laughs> one time. <laughs> she's yeah. useless every other time. <laughs> Just kidding. No, she's not. Nicole Ackman is a ray of sunshine, and I love her. Same. But, yeah, I'm really excited about our Oscar board. If you are listening and haven't checked it out, it's on our site now. It has everyone's predictions in every category except original song because – I feel like we should wait to see what's submitted. I can't name three and get that. Yeah, like well, we LCD have, Sound System is going to have yeah, a nominated song. We all song have set. the same pretty much like four that we know are original and in movie, yeah. and that's it. Um, so that'll probably come out when the short list comes out, and then right now the shorts are not on the site either, just because I don't know what's in contention so i'm not gonna put them until once i is out. i do have a short i saw there. you <laughs> have one and um we're not mentioning it because it's a music video oh. <laughs> yeah um, i always was, forget this podcast that was a little jump scare for, with that was a jump scare for uh for kenzie um i was like just minding my own business on the shorts tab and i was like jesus but you know you know uh do we even know if the uh, one song that I'm sure everyone has, Vegas, is that even like constituted as eligible. an original song? I don't think it's eligible. Yeah. I, I heard that technically it is, but like because it's like a percentage. And but <laughs> but I was looking into it because I wanted to write an article about it, but I don't know enough about music to do so. <laughs> Um, that there's been cases of other songs where they sample other songs and like what made them eligible and what made some not like ineligible. Mm-hmm. But I read the percentage that it is eligible, but I just feel like when that's ever a question, those songs don't get through. Same thing with like if they wrote it before the production of the movie started and then, you know, like there's always yeah. like, but 
like there are songs that have gotten through that were definitely not written for a movie and then yeah so but this is like sampling so i feel like it's so different but personally i've been on board as a little monster i will say this I did not care for Hold My Hand. It sounds like an 80s reject from A Star Is Born. I don't think it's good. Please don't come after me, little monsters. I'm one of you. I'm literally one of you. You don't want the heat. You do not want the heat. But listen, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. Lady Gaga wins 9.5 out of 10 times. This was just the 0.5 time. But my friends in New York all went to the Chromatica Ball. And they said that if you, they doubt any Academy members will go to the LA show, but that if you witness that song in real life, that it is in. Um, And in addition to that, Lady Gaga has an Oscar. She has other Oscar nominations. If that movie ends up in Best Picture, the song is clearly in. And also if it's just a weak year in general, based off name recognition alone, that song is in. mm -hmm. Yeah, but I just don't like it. I was disappointed by it. I was very disappointed by the way it was used in the movie. I was like, I kept waiting for it every time the stupid planes went in the air. And then it's for a motorcycle. Yeah, I was yeah. just I was angry. It. Yeah, I was really let down cinematically and as a little monster, but I wouldn't mind her having another Oscar nomination nor another Oscar win, but I just I think the fact that that song was written for the new Top Gun but if you go on TikTok the trend became take my breath away and not the new song I think that kind of speaks to how like it wasn't like the cultural it didn't yeah. right um, also yeah. I think that one republic song like got more like didn't yeah. get like it's, it's been I know it's not eligible but like it's it's been it, no it is it should, I think it is eligible is it yeah, I thought so. B- broke me in age. Give right one Republican Oscar. I want to see it for for um Gossip Girl. Apologize. They <laughs> won't be counting dollars. They'll be counting stars. And, and listen, as for Gaga, she can get her Oscar next year when she plays Harley Quinn. It's that simple. Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, I'm not technically wrong, and you know. Why do you remind me of that? <laughs> I didn't want to remember that. Yeah, you know, I have this shirt. This is really off topic, but I have this shirt. That has um, Martin Scorsese movies on the back, like a it's like it looks like a fake concert shirt, but it's like Martin Scorsese movies. And I was folding her laundry, and I was like, you know what? Todd Phillips probably has this shirt. And he's probably just exiting them out, like as he remakes them into Joker movies. Like, yeah. it's like Taxi Driver, got it. He's like, check, check. It's like he's the like, chalkboard in Mean Girls. Yeah, he's like New York, New York, next. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um speaking the last thing we will say about original song is i love jillian's lineup because it is carolina from by taylor no. swift which sure uh hold my oh. hand vegas and then her four is any song from babylon just any of them i was her, thinking that her five is any song from black panther so well she's I missing just, a big one anything from la la crocodile Oh, true. That's true. Yeah, I'm joking, what, but uh, also like I could that could be a thing. It, it's gonna. I mean, what? Cinderella I... was the top fan movie, whatever of the year. Can I say, say, it, say it? If Carolina gets a nomination, 
I will stand outside of the Academy building, the Dolby Theater, and I will light myself on fire. <laughs> I will not publicly hate Taylor Swift because I'm not looking to die. I will. But I will publicly hate that song because it is boring AF. Thank you. Yeah. That's a really great line that I would love her to repeat about if Taylor Swift wants a original song nomination. Do you know what? One time Lex texted me and she goes, if Taylor Swift wants an Oscar nomination for original song, she might want to write a good one. Oh, my <laughs> oh wait, God. yeah, I did say that. <laughs> but I want to might... clarify for all the Swifties, not that any Swifties are listening to this podcast, they're all on this podcast, um, <laughs> that she didn't mean her music. She meant her original songs written for movies other than the Hunger yeah. song. Right, like Safe and Sound's a great song. The only other, like, she's got Safe and Sound. She had Beautiful Ghosts from Cats. Classic. <laughs> True. Um, I was like, Cats, honestly, I'm listening. Was the best. I was checked out until you mentioned the Cats. <laughs> yeah, no, that was also the best one in my opinion. And then she had Only the Young, which from Miss Americana, which was just cliche. Sorry. That was, I saw a review of that song once, I think in Rolling Stone, that said it was the first draft of Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. I have to agree. And then, um, yeah, now Carolina, and I'm, I'm waiting for the moment where that song picks up. It never does. The lyrics are just like, let me write the most, I'm trying to sound mystical and whatever, and I'm going to pretend like this isn't a problematic movie um yeah i'm not into it uh no from me i mean if we want to give all too well an oscar nomination don't think it deserves it either um then we can but i carolina just if, if i say this as a carolina girl uh carolina evokes very passionate negative feelings in me and i just need to make that known sorry i love it no we love it um but moving on to the actual best picture uh nominees. So what we're going to do is we are going to list off our Best Picture nominees. They might be the same. They might be different than last time. Um, and just see where we feel uh, like they could um, they could get other nominations in other places. So let's see. How do I want to do this? Let's let's do this. Um. Oh, Kinsey just made a, a a game time decision that I absolutely love, and I'm probably going to make sometime soon. Uh, which I'll let start with you. Um, do you want to give your ten through six, and then we can uh, talk about that? If we do talk about one of these, um, for instance, like Kinsey and I both have Empire of Light at nine. Sorry, uh, I just won't talk about Boiler. it whenever I get to mine, but. So get through your 10 through six, and then we can talk about where we see um, some of these nominations. Okay, so my newly anointed number 10 <laughs> is White Noise, um, the new Noah Baumbach film. And then as Jacob spoiled, my number nine is Empire of Light. My number eight is Tar, which I had at 10 at the beginning of last week. So it has moved up. Seven, I have She Said. Um, I feel like that's high, but we'll see. And then six, I have The Son, Florian Zeller's follow-up to The Father. 
So for white noise, I know we had the first teaser that just came out. Um, does anyone else have white noise in their 10? I do. No, nope. oh, I do. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't see it on here, so. Yeah, well, because I didn't do it. It's on a post-it note. I literally <laughs> did this before I ranted about uh, Carolina. Uh, yes, white noise is my number 10. Thank you. Okay. Um, where do you guys see it uh, getting nominations? I will say it's my 11. Um where do we see it getting nominations other than Best Picture? Um, I'll start with Adriano since it actually wasn't in his 10. Um, I, I'm not eliminating the possibility, but I've heard the book is pretty, like, pretty wild. So I'm a little hesitant before until I see the movie. But like, I can definitely see paths for an adapted screenplay. That's, I, think that's, I think that's like the most obvious one for it. Mm -hmm. If it were to get one nomination, I think it would be there. Um, I also see, I, I don't know what Greta Gerwig's role in the movie, but I can, but, uh, it, it, assuming she has, she does enough, I can see enough for her in either later supporting and then add driver, obviously I can see, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical of white noise, you know, Bombeck yeah. doesn't always land with the Academy and obviously marriage story did, but that doesn't, you know, doesn't mean he always does. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think for me. Um, definitely as a more recent LCD sound system fan, um, I do like that because I do think it is a weak year for original songs. And I think that could definitely make it in there. Um, and production design, I thought looked really interesting, um, in a lot of the shots and I don't know if Kinsey, what else do you think it's going to be in that? As someone who has read the book, and if you haven't entered our festival contest, you can win a copy of the book. Um, I definitely think if it is a good adaptation, because I think it is going to be... I said this about Dune, but this is very not a book I would ever adapt into a movie. I was shocked when this was announced, and I'm still shocked. Um, but I have it at five for adapted screenplay just because if he does do a good job because it's very internal, I don't know how they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Then I think it's in. I don't think it's going to be in contention to win unless it's like this just next level thing. But I have it in score also. It's Danny Elfman. Mm -hmm. um, four Oscar nominations. Not like the most, but he's a household name. I mean, there's a lot of great scores this year, but what I was thinking about when I was making my score prediction was there are a lot of people who have multiple scores mm -hmm. and they don't see them getting in twice. And I think that opens up a place for someone who is also a household name in a movie that is Noah Baumbach with Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig. Um, who also had multiple scores this year. Yeah. So I think like that will help. Um, I have it at four in score right now. Um, I also, I don't have him in my five. I have him at eight, but I think Adam Driver's a possibility just because he just had another Oscar nomination in a Noah Baumbach movie. He is a household name. If there is like an opening where it's somewhat, like if, if Killers of Flower Moon really doesn't come out this year, I think it leaves a hole for someone like Adam Driver where they're like an Academy friendly name and an Academy kind of movie whereas like 
and like taking a place of someone new where we know we're not going to get both Diego Calva and Austin Butler, you know, like it's going to be one or the other, essentially. I think that's where like Adam Driver swoops in for a nomination. Like he's just mm-hmm. Adam Driver. Um, where else do I have this? I wrote it down. I don't know where I put it. Um, oh, I didn't write it down because I made that last time decision. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it gets in for cinematography based on what we saw and what I know is coming. I don't have it predicted right now, but I would not be shocked if it happened. Um, and then maybe production design. And I'm really curious if the costume design looks good in the movie. It looks good in the trailer, but it could be kind of like perceived as cheesy, but we'll see. Um, I don't have it in for director at all. I think if he couldn't get in for marriage story, it's not possible here. But I switched it. I will show my hand here. I switched it with Avatar because when I was writing out where else I thought Avatar was getting nominated, I only had it in two other places. So that's why I took it out. Oh, interesting. Um, What about Lex? Do you have any other thoughts for White Noise before I move on? No. Um, what about for uh, Empire of Light? Empire of Light, I think as we all know, we all have it in lead actress. It's Olivia Coleman, Academy Award winner Olivia Coleman, who not only is one of the greatest actors working today, but put her in front of someone and they are going to fall in love with her. So there is that. And it is a movie about a movie theater. Please, come on, come on. Yeah. Um, I also have it in cinematography because of Sir Roger Deakins and not only is, does it look beautiful in that teaser we got, but the poster is stunning and it's just like a still essentially, which it just speaks Mm -hmm. volumes to the cinema. Good poster. Good Good poster. poster. Um, and then I have it as maybes in production design, score, lead actor, supporting actor, original screenplay, and director. I don't have it in in any of those, but it's like on the on the brink of getting in in those. So I think this movie might be too small, especially following 1917 for Sam Mendes, but it's Sam Mendes, so mm-hmm. you never know. Um, what about, does anyone else have Empire of Light other than me, of course? Um, does anyone else have Empire of Light in their 10? Oh, yeah. I yeah. have it higher. Um, I have it as what? number four. Four? Yeah. What do you have it in? On my post-it Five. Notes. Okay. Five. Um, where, where else do you guys have it in? Uh, where else could you see it um, getting in as well uh, with all that kind of stuff? I'll start with you, Adriano. Uh, you know, I have it in, obviously, having an actress, having a cinematography score. I have it in production design. Something I have a feeling that's yeah, going to be very, like, extravagant and all that. I'm getting like Nightmare Alley vibes from Empire of Light, honestly. And and initially I had it lower, but then I read the TIFF synopsis and I'm just like, okay, well that's going up. Um, I, I forget. I think I forget someone tweeted it. Like it was pretty funny. It was like Sam Mendes was really fucking mad in the 1917 lost. Like it, it and, does kind um, of off that he's vibe. Getting that TIFF. Um, yes. So yeah. I feel like that made a lot of people move it up. Also. Yeah. Also, I would also say look out for Michael Ward. I've heard that he he's, he can be something. Yeah, I heard that too. That's I'm why sure. I, 
I I moved it up everywhere, but I moved it down in picture because I have it on the cusp of so many things versus in for so many things. But I feel like you did the opposite. You like moved it up. I just skyrocketed. Yeah. I mean, um, you're gonna see it based on your your TIFF schedule. I'm see- oh yeah, I plan on seeing it at early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Um, no, I I agree. I actually moved. Um, I moved Simmons as up because of the best director win at TIFF. Basically, for the sole reason of what is going to TIFF and the directors that are going to be at TIFF and all of the other best picture nominees that we're going to ha- that we're going to have on our list that are going to be at TIFF um i thought that that was very telling that he won over people like steven spielberg or park chanwook or sarah polly or all the like or ruben ostlin or um, or spielberg well, yeah, Spielberg. Um, or like Spielberg just all was those, the one that people. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like I was like, <laughs> like they get the they fought for that world premiere of the Fable Women's, and then they were like, you know what? Let's do the director special tribute to Sam Mendes. I was like, yeah. what? They, I was like, what do they see? What a movie! <laughs> a movie that like before it was announced at TIFF, I'm pretty sure at least I did was like very convinced it was next year. Um. But yeah, I have it at nine. I moved Mendez into my 10. He's actually my number two right now for a director. Um, I moved Inaritu out. Um, and I also, of course, have a lady. I just want to interrupt him for everyone listening. Adriano and I made the funniest faces when he said he moved Inuritu out. And I say that as someone who that man does not work for. I was like, excuse <laughs> You moved who now, where? Okay, I'm like, so moving, moving Spielberg out makes more sense. What are you doing? <laughs> I agree. But... <laughs> It was either him or Sarah Polly on my list. And so I left Sarah Polly in for now. No, I agree. I agree. But um, I mean, he's just my six. It's not like I can't like shift him back in. I also was thinking, I don't know, my director, I'm not. The, the thing with me and director is I'm not giving up a Park Chan Wook like at all. So he's not coming out at any point. So I only have four spots. The way I feel about Austin Butler is the way yeah. you feel about Park Chan Wook. Park is not leaving my. He was. He's been in it like since the beginning. So I only have four spots to work with. And so the way that I feel about Killers of the Flower Moon coming out this year is the way mm-hmm. that Jacob feels about Park Chan Wook not only getting in for director but winning director. Yeah. No, I have him. He's he's still he's still my guy. I'll talk about him soon. Um, but then I just have it the same as everyone else. Um, visuals, I think uh, Roger Deakins is definitely in. Um, and Olivia Coleman, like, absolutely. Uh, Lex, do you have anything else? I will say that I have, well, okay. You can't see it because I forget to update the board, but I do have Sam Mendes in my top 10 um, for director that is in my head. Um, And then I'm pretty sure I did do actress and I think I have Olivia Coleman. And um, I definitely 
feel like she's going to get a nomination for it and I won't be mad at it because it's just Olivia Coleman winning awards. It's that bit in Little Women where Lori's like, and I'll watch. Um, and also just sometimes film discourse moves really quickly, far faster than my brain. So by the time you get to me, I feel like I just say what's already been said. So yeah. Um, well, no, we love it. Um, no, but going on to the next one, uh, and the reason I don't have Olivia Coleman at my one is because of this next film. Uh, Kinsey, why do you have Tar in there? Um, does anyone else have Tar? And where else do you see this movie showing up? Listen, listen. Tar is going to be until I see it, I'm just going to like assume it's going to be one of my like three movies I hyper fixate on for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I could I could tell you that. It's it's not just that it's for me and like six other people, but Todd Field has not made a movie in so long and he comes back and it's Kate Blanchett. And when they dropped the teaser, I was like, don't put out anything else. The teaser is more than enough because you're not going to get people who are not already into this movie. But the trailer is so good that I moved it up. I currently have it in picture, actress, original screenplay, score, especially after Tiff announced that she is getting a special tribute. And then I have it in film But she's getting the tribute for women talking. Yeah, but still, it's the same thing as like, there are so many people. But this movie is about music, so Mm -hmm. I can't ignore that. And I texted this in our group chat, but I need to know her connection to Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara because she did Joker, Women Talking, and then what was the other one I figured out? She, oh, she did Mary Magdalene, which is one of my I, – I, you have no idea the links I went to see that movie. <laughs> um, but so I have it in for those. I put it in editing, and I previously didn't have it there. Because of the trailer, I feel like it's really well cut, and it shows so many different – see like not only like production design aspects but it just shows so many different um ways that that they filmed the movie and i think editing is going to play a large part of that for now um but i have it in on the cusp in director supporting actress sound sound i think it might creep up in because it is a movie about music i just um there's a couple war movies that I have my eye on because you can't ignore it. And there's only five slots. But I missed the 10. Um, mm-hmm. But I have it on the cusp there. And then I also have it on the cusp in cinematography and production design. I'm very curious if the orchestra house is something that's really like done up. And then um, just all the other sets they showed in the trailer. But I... I'm trying to take this in like a grain of salt because it's a movie that's very much for me, but I'm also just like, you cannot ignore the cast and everyone that's behind the scenes of this movie and that Todd Field hasn't made a movie in so long. And especially if so many of us have Kate Blanchett at number one, this movie is going to be seen. This movie is going to be in the discussion in so many other categories in the lead for a win. So I just think it's really hard to ignore and please just make more movies like this. Um, does anyone else have Tar in their top 10 anywhere? I just saw how no. low it is on Jacobs. 
Yeah, I actually, I think I lowered it down a little bit after the trailer because not that I think the trailer's bad. I think the trailer's really good. It doesn't look like Academy, Academy friendly. friendly. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Spencer vibes. But mm. I just think that like, because so I was kind of the same way, which Spencer was obviously made for me. Netflix, please drop the trailer for the new season of The Crown. Um, but, but I just think that the Kate Blanchett of it all and the return for Todd Field after so long. And there's already this conversation of like, why did we take such a long break? And not him, but other people saying like, there's just not funding for movies like this. I think that in a year where you have movies like some sequels people will mention and a sequel I took out of my 10, that maybe there's room for a movie like this to break through. And I think Kate Blanchett is a beautiful person to bring that through um I moved it up I I still have it on the lower end of my spectrum because I think if there's anything that's like a little divisive with tone that women talking has a a moral behind it that we'll all cling to um but I still have it up just because I can't there's so many factors working for it that I can't ignore it but go tar just me. Um, uh, well, what about she said? First off, does anyone else have she said anywhere in their top ten? I just took it out. It's my seven. Okay. Uh, well, where where else do you see it um, showing up? Um. So before I say something stupid, um, let me just clarify. This is a this would be adapted screenplay, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I could see it in that, and then I could see Zoe and Carrie each getting um, a nomination. I think it's too soon to say direction, um, but those are the ones that I feel most confident in. I don't. I go back and forth on it because I feel like it is either going to be like an Oscars darling or it's going to just get snubbed. Um, I kind of wonder, like if anything is the subject matter is like the academy going to pat itself on the back for being like we support this movie about this person we supported for years um i don't know but yeah i i have it low on my list but i do think it'll sneak it in uh and what about you i don't have it in mine it's my 18 so kenzie where do you have it or uh what what else do you have i haven't read the book in so long i pulled it out from under my bed to reread it um but I think that there's this I was terrified it's gonna be like bombshell and so in the trailer I was lucky to see early mm-hmm. um I was I had the biggest sigh of relief that it looks more like spotlight versus bombshell um I think when journalism movies are done correctly that they really get in at the Oscars like if they're done correctly they really make an impact on voters old and young um but like Lex said I'm very nervous about the perception that they're patting themselves on the back that we also he he's on trial he's in jail from other charges like we know the ending essentially and then not only that this is still going on despite everything like this is still happening just not somewhat not Harvey Weinstein specifically but I do think that they're gonna go more for the 
journalism aspect of it, which makes sense given that it's a nonfiction book. But I, I think with the names behind the movie, the names of the actors in the movie, that it's going to be like a large ensemble piece. Like, I think this will be definitely in contention depending on the Fablemans and Babylon for, uh, and women talking for SAG ensemble. I think because you cannot ignore it. Like every Mm -hmm. single person in this cast is going to be someone you're obsessed with. Like there's so many actors in it. Um, I also think, um, I think one of the big things for me, and I think Lex brought it up about director uh, this is like the only other even like option for a female director. I feel like that they'll recognize. Like, like, yes, there are so many amazing movies coming out this year directed by women. But like, this is a big budget movie. This has a mm-hmm. big studio behind it. This is going to have press specifically about the fact that they have a woman telling this story. Um, and I think that like makes it very different because I think a lot of us have her like in our 10 top 15 for director. And I think mm-hmm. like, that's why, but I just don't think this is a director movie, but I do have her in my, what do I have her at? I have her, I have her at nine. Um, but uh, I just, I think this movie is really sight unseen is going to be very important but I do really worry about them perceiving it as having they solved the the issue go movie industry Mm -hmm. um but the the book is really powerful so I'm hoping that gets through right now I have a picture adapted screenplay right now I have Zoe an actress at six yeah I have her at six and then I have Carrie in supporting at five Based on the trailer, that's how I made that distinction. I don't know how it's going to be. They could easily put them co-leads, but we know how they are about co-leads. They'll both um, be supporting. Yeah, <laughs> but I think from the trailer, Carrie seems supporting, and it seems more from Zoe's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I have Zoe at six because Zoe's never been nominated, and I have Carrie at five and supporting because she has been nominated. Um, and then I think... There may be a few other contenders in supporting actresses, which is why I'm not sure how they're placing them because Patricia Clarkson could have something meaty and there could be a discussion about how she's overdue. Um, Not for a win, just a nomination. I have her at like 12. And then I also have Samantha Morton on my supporting actress list. I think I have her at 13. She is going to play someone who comes forward and I think that she'll have a few scenes that are very important and she is also in another movie so you never know that helps people and then I have it as a maybe like we said in director and then also in score um we'll see I think this movie is like acting and picture and screenplay and that's it but we'll see which is just like spotlight yeah so but we'll see like once it comes out I think spotlight had more it was so far removed from the movie industry that it could play better amongst the Academy, mm-hmm. but we'll really see once it comes out. I think, I think one of the biggest things that this one could have is if it went not even just a spotlight, I mean, spotlight in the same way. Yes. But a, like all the president's men where it's not like, it's not a, like we solved the problem. We did it. We're better. It's more of like, this is Open-ended. real things that yeah. happened. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like about like, like, yes, he might have gone to jail, but it's, like, it's not over. 
if that makes any sense. Like this is always going to like be a thing. And so I think if that's like you said, the more journalism side, I think that's where it could like really start to kind of pick up. Um, and then your number six, uh, which I, have, I assume some other people have yeah, on theirs. I, the sun, does everyone else? I, I, I put it in. I still, I have it at 15, 16. Um, no, I have it at 15. Um, I still don't have, it, it's, this is sight unseen as well. Like, I feel like I could see it, move it up. Uh, but for right now, I'm keeping it just in the top 15. Um, where do you have a day, Gerano? I have the sun at number 10, mainly. And I, like, like, I get why people, I get some arguments. I think people are jumping the gun on it a little bit. Like, I've seen people, including friends, who are like, oh, I think it's a kind of secure. And I'm like, and, I, and I'm like, why? And I'm like, oh, because the father wants to play an actor. And I'm like, all right, then you got to predict the greatest beer run ever. Like, I always make that argument and they kind of just freeze. <laughs> same thing, same thing with Avatar and uh, exactly. Black Panther. Exactly. Um, like, you can't, like, yeah. I get, I, I kind of get why the sun's ahead of Grace Beer Run, but you can't really, to me, it's kind of a bad faith argument to say, oh, because the father did this, especially considering we don't know if the father would have accomplished what it accomplished if it wasn't that year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it had one of the worst campaigns I've ever seen. Oh, you know, everyone says that, but Sony Pictures Classics keeps getting things in that nobody thinks is gonna they do they do silent campaigns yeah Yeah. which you know i mean it works for them i guess but like you know but i don't think i don't know if it'll work in a year like this year where we have where we're gonna have so many like much louder like campaigns type of thing uh where else do you see it getting in obviously acting like Mm -hmm. what for hugh jackman of course um vanessa kirby uh, who I freaking love, uh, who should have won for Pieces of Woman. That's another discussion. Um, uh, Laura Dern, and uh, I've heard, I'm hearing a lot more things recently about Zen McGrath, that he could be the real deal. I um, heard a lot of uh, like Lucas Hedges comparisons. I, I've also been hearing that comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously that screenplay. As for text, I know Hans Zimmer's scoring it. So like that's something. Uh, but other than that, I, my guess is it's not going to be like the father where it's like, you know, the whole pers- perspective changing thing that got mm-hmm. it that production and editing. Now. I don't think the sun's going to really have that. So, you know, everything else I would say TBA. Uh, what about you, Kinsey? So I right now I have it in for picture, adapted screenplay, actor, and then I have it in supporting actress right now. I have Laura Dern just because I heard more about her performance, but I am a huge Vanessa Kirby fan. And um, our friend Morgan wrote a piece about um, Vanessa Kirby's performance and um, he's a woman on the site that I just love. Um, I think she is going to be like an actress that's constantly in the Oscar conversation with everything she does, but I have her at seven right now. I'm just like unsure if I'm hearing more about Laura Dern, Laura Dern's not only a nepotism queen, but she is a previous winner in this category, so you cannot ignore that. And Noah Baumbach's going to be on the campaign trail, and they can talk about each other, which I think always happens when this kind of coincidence happens, so mm-hmm. um, I think she'll have that going for And Greta's well. going to be on the campaign trail. Yeah, so I'm just like, you can't ignore all this. But um, right now, I 
don't have Zed McGrath in my five, but he's my number. He's my number ten. He's my ten I as well. Feel, yeah, I feel if I took out all the killers of the Flower Moon boys, I love calling Bob De Niro boy. But <laughs> if I took them out, I, I'm not taking it out till Avril tells me that it's not coming. Um, but if I took them out, he's much higher, obviously. But I, I, he's just so young and new to this conversation that I'm nervous to put him much higher because the other names I have are Paul Dano, Brad Pitt, who I would gladly take out, Ben Wishaw, Brendan Gleeson, Colin Firth. Like it's like household names, like mm-hmm. with Oscar nominations behind them. So it's very hard for me to move someone new. But I mean, I have Zen McGrath right behind Don Cheadle and right before Mark Ryland. So like, we will see what's going to happen. And they also could, I mean, they have like their, the average of their actors could be like 30. So, so I mean, we'll see on supporting actor. And then like Adriana was saying, I don't think this is like the father in any sense of the matter because the production design, there's no way that's happening again. Um, but I just, I mean, I said that about the father before I saw it. Like, I didn't know that it was going to play such a large part in the story, but I just don't see it happening again. Um, but I mean, he's in my like 10 for director, but I don't really think that's happening. Um, but I also a a big one we missed is one you were talking about at the start of the show with Anthony Hopkins as well. Yeah. So I don't have him in my 10. But I am willing to consider that over um, Armageddon time for him. Um, And I think people that have two movies, it's always something to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I think once I update my supporting actor lineup, I'm just going to like move some people around. Maybe I'll have him in like my 15, but I don't feel comfortable putting Anthony Hopkins in my 10. But, you know, once people start seeing this and are able to speak about it, we'll see what happens. But I think right now, from what I know about the source material, I haven't read it because it's a play and it's not as easily accessible as novels that have been adapted. But I think Zen McGrath's part sounds more like an Oscar role versus Anthony Hopkins. But you can't ignore that Anthony Hopkins has two Oscars. He won previously for a Florian Seller project. But I'm more excited about Zen McGrath, especially because we always know they're more comfortable with nominating younger, fresh talent and supporting actor versus lead actor. So I think maybe he could like liven up the the old old white man mm-hmm. of the category. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I know we've been getting into some of them. So I want Adriano now. I know there's some that we've already talked about. So the ones, uh, list off your 10 through six, and then um, let's try to quickly run through um, the ones that you have we haven't talked about and see kind of where we see those falling. So, okay, my number 10 is the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine, I get the Banshees of Inishirin. Eight, I have the whale, of course. <laughs> Seven, I got Top Gun, and then six, I have uh, Women Talking. All right. So, um, I guess first off, 
Banshees of Inisherin. I mm-hmm. don't think anyone else has that in their 10. Um, I have it as my 16, uh, right after the sun. Um, where else do you see that kind of getting in? Um, I'm like fairly as confident as I can be um, in that Colin Farrell and ben- and Brendan Gleeson are going to get nominated for actor and supporting actor respectively. Um, and also obviously screenplay adapted original. I'm pretty sure it's going to be adapted just because of the rules, but like it's possible mm-hmm. it's original. And then other than that, I can definitely see a cinematography nomination based on that trailer. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else have anything they want to add real quick? I, I, pretty confident that it's adapted finally um but i know someone who's seen it and i moved it so far up in the cinematography i heard that if you walk away not liking this movie you will not stop talking about how beautiful it is so i moved it up in that i moved it down in a few things after the trailer but i mean i have it at three in cinematography i really am confident about it and then i the thing i'm most interested in is brendan gleason i think he'll have like a narrative around him mm-hmm. um for supporting that's actor. the one that's the one i would have to yeah and then i have it at 11 for original score um anyone else anything oh and i was thinking uh, production design yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah um the whale which i feel is going to be your austin butler part chen wook uh Stay at least at least you're more reasonable with the whale being at eight whereas like kenzie and i are like give him the win um but Listen, i have elvis really far down i don't know what you're talking about i <laughs> i also have austin butler pretty far down oh uh, yeah i was surprised uh, to find out that kenzie had butler lower than me i was like really <laughs> i was shocked by that um but where else do you see other than you know of course like the big one where else do you see where else do you see it getting in so i'm not moving brendan fraser from number one until i'm forced to by gunpoint Um, well you got me to do it so i would keep it there straight um um i i really think sadie sink like the more more i hear about this movie obviously i hear about brendan every time but like the more i hear about it the more i'm like man sadie sink is sounding more and more likely in my books um adapt screenplay of course Maybe Darren Aronofsky. If it's like, you know, it's it, it was kind of revealed today that it's all taking, like, we already knew, but like, it was officially confirmed today that it's all taking place in like one apartment. And, you know, it doesn't really lend well to a director nomination, but we are talking Darren Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, makeup. Yeah, no, okay, I, we'll it's, it's my, it's, I think it's my number one in makeup with mm-hmm. Elvis right behind. Uh, it's this, fat makeup this year that we're going with um but uh i agree with sadie sink i think that i think that her star is just kind of rising in that but um i don't know there's something about her not getting the rising like a rising star which i get like she was in stranger things like i do understand that but like ty simpkins has been in like two of the biggest like in almost pretty much leads in like two of the biggest like box office movies of all times. And he still got the rising star for this movie. So uh, I'm probably putting too much into that. Uh, I, I mean, I still think Sadie Singh is definitely more than likely, not likely getting in, but going to be a part of the conversation, but it just makes me wonder if it's like 
Brendan or Bus almost. Um, does anyone else have the whale in their top ten? And does anyone else have anything else they want to say about the whale? I'll take it personally if you don't. I have the whale <laughs> as number three. I'm almost oh. certain I have. Listen, there's a level of what I realistically think, and then there's a level of what I want, and I do play into what I want sometimes. Um. I do think I have Brendan Fraser as number one in my actor again, because that's what I want. Um, I forgot to do a supporting actress because I forget everything, but Sadie Sink was in my list too. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Kinsey, as, as um, the original Aronofsky fan club leader, I have so much to say. Uh, I do think it's the same thing as Adriano saying that like he's Aronofsky that can mean he's in the conversation for a director or it can mean he talks so much he's nowhere near it. Um, I love the man. Mother's my number one movie of all time but just don't put him in front of people um, especially with sensitive subject matter like this. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I, from what I've heard I have Hung Chow at number six. I don't have Sadie Sink in my top 20. No, she's in my 20. She's in my 20. Yep. Right now, based on what I've heard, Hung Chow has the, the moments um, that will play well for an audience, specifically the Academy membership. Um, and she has recognition beyond belief with like not just Academy voters, but Emmy voters. She has a large audience in this industry um more so than Sadie Sink just because you cannot ignore that she did not get an Emmy nomination despite everyone yelling about it and Mm. that she did not get that rising star I think like there's a reason they've seen the movie like they've Mm -hmm. seen the movie like it's one of those things that like it's it's telling it doesn't mean anything but like get it yeah so I just I don't know I but I just think there she has like an internet fan base and she's really talented but I just don't think that translates to an Oscar nomination specifically because there's someone else in this movie that has more experience in this industry um I think like she'll be in the conversation but I just don't see her breaking through specifically because this category is stacked with like household names and I think this will help her get to be one of those names but just not this year for Oscar nominations mm-hmm. um I would love her to get through but I just I don't know once the movie has been seen by more people I'll love it to hear that conversation um I don't have it in for cinematography but it's number seven I think part of the reason I don't have it in is because my man my 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 king he has more than one movie and I think based on what I've heard that Don't Worry Darling is Matthew Libatique's entry into cinematography. Um, Cause I heard from people that have seen it that you cannot walk away not talking about the cinematography and Don't Worry Darling. Um, but we'll see, like we were talking about with score people that have more than one project. It's hard to see which one is the one that takes off before you've seen them, before mm-hmm. most people have seen them. Makeup, I have it at three. I have it at three for film editing. Um, Aronofsky uses editing as another character in his films. And I think that's something you can't ignore. And then 
I'm considering adding it into my top 10 for production design. Um, I think it'll be really detailed, but you know, the play aspect of it, it all taking one place in one location will mm-hmm. harm it, but I want to see how it's used in the story. Um, moving on to Adriano's next one, Top Gun Maverick, um, which I did actually just bite the bullet and moved it into my uh, top 10. Um, does anyone else have it in their top 10? And Adriana, where else could you see it winding up? Um, I mean, I can see, I don't really see anything above the line. Sorry, Feinberg. Um, <laughs> but obviously there's a couple texts you can land in. <laughs> um, I can obviously sound is an obvious one with or without picture. Um, editing is a pretty big one. A song i think if the i think those are the three if it gets picture i think song sound editing i don't not see how it messes after that it gets a little shaky but like i can i can foresee a score nomination and to an extent visual effects nomination yeah no i think i definitely think visual effects almost like has to be in just given so right now i think I they're gonna have two. the same as- I have it at two for visual effects, but at a default because we haven't really seen a lot of the other things I'm considering mm-hmm. other than like the Marvel movies. But right now I have Black Panther in sight unseen. I know Black Panther didn't get in last time, but if Black Panther doesn't get into picture, I think they'll overdo it with tech nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have Top Gun at two, like by default, but I think their conversation of how much was done practically and how much was done, like they, how much they went around using special effects is going to hurt it getting into visual effects. Even if they did what we all like with visual effects, like what they did with Dune with how they made it so grounded in reality. And it wasn't like what, I mean, I haven't seen Dr. Strange, but whatever they do. No, it's not happening. (laughs) but you know what I mean and I just think like Mm -hmm. I have it in because there's nothing else to really put in until I see the results of people going to the bake-off and the conversations around what's submitted but I do think the conversation of like we did this real like like Tom Cruise really made us go in a plane like I think that's gonna hurt it from getting it in Mm -hmm. visual effects but I think sound and then I have it I have it at five in film editing. Yeah, I think it's in. It's I think it's in for editing for me as well. What well, if it misses picture? That's a little shaky, but like without with, with it, I think I don't see how it misses. Mm-hmm. Um, and your number six is we hadn't got to that. No, we hadn't got to that yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, is women talking. Um, where else do you see this getting in? And uh, I know I have it in at five. Uh, Kinsey, do you want to say it where you have it at? I have it at five as well. Okay. And um, Lex, where do you have it? Or do you have it at all? I'm so sorry. Repeat the movie. Do you have uh, women talking? Women talking, I have it. I do not. I'm okay. top 10. Um, so, Adriana, where else do you see it um, ending up? 
Um, obvious ones are screenplay because it's literally called women talking. I imagine there's going to be a lot of chatting. Um, acting in terms of the of acting, you know, Ben Wishaw and Jesse Buckley's name have come up the most. Um, and maybe if I don't know, I, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know. But maybe you know, maybe someone like Claire Foy could come up as well. Um, and I don't really know much about the and from what I know about the movie, it doesn't scream director, but for some reason I can also see a director now. I do have a director. And that's below line, obviously score. We got Hilder. Um and based off that image we saw, I can definitely see a um production design and costume design nomination. Yeah, I think if anyone doubles up on score this year, um Hilder. I think Hilder's got like the best chance, like by far. Um but uh, I agree. I have it in director. I have it in um, supporting actress, and I have it in um, screenplay and other categories as well. I think, um, I think of like we said earlier, the two prominent like women directors. I think this is the better chance, and I don't want to, I don't want to go away from having a woman director in it because it's been a nice year after year thing. Um, to have that in there so uh, but yeah I have it like I said at my five Kenzie where else do you have it showing up um, I think that Sarah Polly is in the running for the top two spots of director I think the subject matter of this book is always important but in a year like this it's going to just be so topical and um it's gonna make it a must-see movie on top of just the movie in general i i think it's a shoe-in for adapted screenplay i think that um it depends on if they just put all of the actors into supporting um i'm not really sure what they're gonna do i know ben wishaw i've had him at five the whole time i think he's in. I think he's going to have a very critical role and I think that he is a friendly enough name with um, Academy members that he's a shoo-in. I have Jesse Buckley in for sure. I have her at four, but I'm curious about Rooney Mara and then obviously Frances McDormand. Um, also Claire Foy, like Adriana pointed out, I have it in for... I, have, I don't have it in, but I have it like on the cusp in production design and costume design. I think maybe cinematography. I have it in for score for sure. Um, but I think this is going to be one of the front runners for picture all year long. Yeah. Um, and that was your top 10. So uh, I'll run through my 10 through six really quick. Um, I had only one similar one. Um, my 10 is another one I'm not giving up on just because I want to be right so bad. Um, Pinocchio from Del Toro. And I think everything that Zemeckis is doing is only going to help his case. Oh, you um, <laughs> I think uh, number nine, I've got Empire Blight. Eight, Top Gun Maverick. I actually have Bardo at seven right now, and I have the other Netflix um, movie, Glass Onion, at six. Um, so when it comes to Pinocchio, uh, I assume 
very easily so that I'm the only person who has it in. Um, I've talked a lot about why I think it could get in. I actually do have it in for adapted screenplay. It's my foreign adapted screenplay. I think um, the fact that he's doing something so new and different is going to be uh, something that like everyone loves the story of Pinocchio. They know the story of Pinocchio. They literally nominated it a couple of years ago for makeup for uh Pinocchio that no one even knew was like a thing um so I have it in my four for screenplay plus it's Del Toro um I actually have it in right now uh I think there's a chance it could be in almost like a Kubo and the Two Strings for visual effects um I think I, I have it as my number five for visual, visual effects maybe production design since the whole thing is like literally like designed um it's my number one for score and i think if it i mean i'm 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 very i'm very forward with this movie but i think if it does land in a lot of these um i think if it comes out of here with you know five nominations i don't see why they wouldn't throw guillermo del toro bone like they did last year with nightmare alley um after that, uh, I've already talked about Empire. I already talked about Top Gun. I have Bardo. Bardo is a weird one for me because I still don't know what it is. <laughs> um, it's apparently it's, it's like a three-hour. Oh yeah, it's his. It's his Roma. It's his um, Roma. His. It's everything. It's apparently his like everything. came out what recently that it was a comedy. So I don't know if it's going to be more in the light of like. Um, Birdman. A comedy in the sense that Birdman is a yeah, comedy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't does, think he does comedy. Yeah. I don't think he's making Dumb and Dumber like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, if you like Google it, it says it's three hours, which I had. I heard two confirmed. hours forty eight. Okay, like the, so I mean, yeah, you can round it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I still it's have his a. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's his. I Elvis. still have. It's his a lot of uh reservations about um a lot of what happened on the set and covid and everything and um what well, netflix is going to do with all of that personally i feel like a lot of money was spent on this movie netflix is going to protect it unfortunately yeah. um well i heard i heard those are like like kind of exaggerated rumors but I'm wondering because I didn't mm-hmm. hear that until Netflix bought it. So I'm wondering if that is already part of it. Like, honestly, we'll never know. Like, we'll never know because at this point it's going to be campaigning. But I have it at four. So I feel a little, I mean, I just can't ignore the man behind the movie, unfortunately. Um, he does. He does not work for me. I think he's very talented, but his movies are not made for me in the same sense that Tar is made for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just can't ignore it. I have it in literally everything. I have a director, actor, original screenplay, cinematography, international feature, maybe score the national. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, production design, maybe just because all the behind the scene images we've gotten have been kind of focused on the production design of the movie. Um, but like you said, we don't know anything about this movie. So I could have it at four in every single category and 
take it out. But I just want to say he has directed someone to a best actor nomination, his last like what five movies? Like that is an indisputable fact. Like yeah. I where do I have him? I have Daniel at three. I have him at five because and I'm including Leo at number one still, somehow, somehow. Someone knocked me over. I have it. I have it. I just want to preface this by the fact that one, every Martin Scorsese movie has had this rumor of it's not coming out. It's blah, 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 every year. And two, that it's easier for me on a formatting level to just delete it from row one in every category than have to put it back in later. Um, but I'm a firm. I'm, I'm just holding out. If Marty says it's coming out, it's coming out. Unless he says it's not coming out, I'm not deleting it. Um, do you have it in, Lex? I don't. I just want to say that if the National wins score for this, I'm going to pretend it was actually for Cyrano. Um, I agree. That's all I want to say. So I have Glass Onion at six. The other Netflix, I think that'll just be... I think of the two... Glass Onion might be more accessible to the entire audience um, that is going to be watching it. Uh, and I also think that, I mean, so many people loved the first Knives Out. And I think if I right now have uh, it at my number one for adapted screenplay. Um, and so I think, I definitely think that uh, there's a shot. I think I also have, move Janelle Monet because I've been hearing a lot of good things about her performance. Yeah, her I moved is her tough. into my top five. I think I have her actually at four now. Um, and so I think, especially with this movie, more than Knives Out, um, I think like production design, you know, maybe cinematography, especially editing uh, could be an option. Um, all those kind of stuff. So I definitely think... Uh, I definitely think could make their way in. Um, I know Kinsey has to leave soon. Uh, so do you want to rattle off your five through one and then talk about anything that we didn't already talk about, which would just be your top three? I have women talking at number five, which I have spoken quite a bit about as a woman talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have Bardo at four, which we just talked about. I still kill the flower moon, number three. I'm not going to talk about that, but it's Martin Scorsese. She has it everywhere. It I have it everywhere. It's like um, my Roy Kent, you know, like mm -hmm. literally. Um, and then I have Babel on it too. Um, and then I have the Fable Men's at one. Yeah. But uh, anything you want to talk about, like super quick before you have to bounce? Babylon. Until I'm proven wrong, the same way about Close the Flower Moon, I think Babylon is like the real deal. I think mm -hmm. he came back guns blazing post Force Man, which is one of his best movies. Like literally it is his, his best, best movie. movie. Yeah, I that movie is just everything in the world. I've, he is such a young filmmaker with such a impressive scale, and he is such a good job at doing large scale but intimate stories and mm -hmm. um, the sequence of the moon and the br the bracelet is something mm -hmm. I'll never forget in IMAX with Christopher Nolan in my fucking theater. Um, but I'm just so excited to see what he does with this, whether it's a large scale movie with an intimate story. I have no idea. 
I'm very excited about Diego Calva because I don't know him from anything. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that and him and Margot Robbie and costume design, production design. Um, I don't even know where else I have it. I have it in picture, director, original screenplay, actress. I have Diego Calva at six just because I have Austin Butler in and I'm still mm-hmm. believing them that they're not going to put two young actors in. Um, but maybe that switches if Babylon is like a bigger threat than Elvis is. Um, and then I have it in editing, costume design, production design, cinematography. And then I'm assuming it'll contend for hair and makeup, but I'm just unsure. Like we were talking about earlier about how many prosthetics movies there are this year, um, between Elvis, the whale and the Batman, Um, But we'll see because I think period piece hair and makeup in a movie about the making of movies is going to be something that is insanely popular and relevant. But we'll see. And then the Fablemans, I, it's probably easier to list what categories I don't have it in. Yeah. Yeah. I Um, have it in picture, director, original screenplay, maybe two supporting actors, supporting actress, score, costume design. And then it's on the cusp for me in editing and then hair and makeup because he, it's a period piece about people that are based on his family. So. Oh, and, and I don't, I know you guys saw it, but for the listeners, if you see that picture of like his family versus the picture from the TIFF like booklet, I mean, it looks so similar from like his childhood. Have you not seen that? Yeah. It's Have so you, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely think that that would be somewhere. Um, I could see it. Yeah, um, that, that is my 10. And for everyone listening, wondering, I have Elvis at 16. I have Elvis at negative hundred. Listen, um, listen, I have it in my top 10. I'm holding out. I know a lot of people who have it at 10 and I appreciate every single one of you, um, but I have to hop off because I have a baby. Um, but yeah, good luck and go watch Elvis. Bye. Bye for everyone else who are not leaving. So um, I now will turn it over to Lex who hasn't been able to name any first. <laughs> you can go do your actual 10 through one if you want. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So um, please keep in mind, I did this on a post-it note at the start of this. Um, okay. So number 10, I have white noise. Um, we already talked about that. Number nine, I have decision to leave. Number eight, I have glass onion, um, which I know we just talked about that, but um, all I really have to add is that if Janelle Monet got a nomination for it, I would cry because I'm in love with her. But also, um, as, like, a diehard fan of the first Knives Out, it always bothered me that it only got um, screenplay nomination. And so it would really make me happy to see this one kind of atone for that. Um, Number seven, I have She Said. I know we already talked about that one. Number six, I have Elvis. Um, It's it's high on my list. I know. I, I don't know. I just really think that it's if nothing else, I think the Presley family is going to buy it a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more likely they'll buy Austin a spot, but just saying. 
Uh, number five, I have everything everywhere all at once. Um, if anything, I worry that the fact that it came out earlier this year might hurt its chances. Like it's going to maybe be old news at that point, but also it's, I've still yet to see anything to top it for me. Um, and I have that in most other categories too. Uh, number four, I have Empire of Light. Number three, The Whale. Number two, Fablemans. And number one, Babylon. Um, yeah, I think the only one we haven't, or the only couple ones we haven't talked about, um, I'll get to Decision to Leave in a minute. Um, I have, as well, Everything Everywhere All at Once in my top 10. I actually have it at three. Um, I think it's one of those things that, I think it is weird, and I do think it had a really early release, but I also think that people fucking love the movie, and I know that people like, um, oh, I can't remember her name, but I know that there was like actors and actresses. Woody Foster. That, yes. It's like her favorite movie of what last like 30 years or something. Yeah, I think she said um, that. Like a bunch which, of celebrities who, yeah. I, man. I can't remember specifics. I just remember Jodie Foster. I I think like, I think for right now, we have to look at it as what it is, which is a weird early release type of movie. Um, but I think that this is something that can hit. And I think if A24 smart, they will be able to get it in. Um, it's actually the whole reason why I don't have a lot of faith in the whale being in picture, just because I don't think this is, like the year for A24 to have two pictures, but I think everything everywhere all at once is pretty, I mean, nothing's locked up, but it, I think it's sitting in a really good spot right now. Um, other than that, I had decision leave at four, uh, which I know you had on yours. Um, I'm holding out hope that it is the, uh, the player, the foreign player. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I've heard a lot of things that it, is very old Hollywood, which I know that they love. Um, and I still have part Chain Luke in my five. So I'm going to leave it there. And uh, what was the other one? Elvis. I don't have Elvis. I know he doesn't have Elvis. Um, Kenzie's not here to talk for 30 minutes about Elvis. So um, where else do you see Elvis actually like getting in? And um, um, I, I I see it. Yeah. I see it getting in. I, I could see Austin pulling a nomination. Again, if nothing else, I think the Presley family is going to buy him a nomination. Um, I maintain and I will maintain forever that his agent, his manager, his friends, someone should have told him to just stop doing the freaking accent. Well, I now think, he has to do it. Well, now he has to. Right. Now he's committed. Now it's going to be he's, a big thing. If I don't know about committed. He's just like that he's stuck <laughs> right like he couldn't he couldn't stop because i really do maintain that like it became such a joke like a meme on tiktok yeah. that it hindered his performance and he's giving objectively a very good performance oh yeah um and so yeah exactly um i think that um baz might pull off a nomination um I don't like. I don't know. I go back and forth because he didn't get one for Gatsby, did he? Oh no, no, he's never. He's never gotten one. He's never gotten one. That's right. So I mean, I don't know. 
So even mm, Moulin Rouge. If he no, his think only it's... nomination is a a Best Picture nomination for Moulin Rouge. Oh, I wow. will double. I will double check it real quick because I know that if Kenzie listens back to this part and she hears me get it wrong, I will. Yeah, be off I don't, of this show. Uh, I don't want to one Oscar and that's Best Picture for Moulin Rouge. So. My thing, Dewey, please, I'm giving important insight. Um, the, um, my thing is, is like, I, I was rewatching it today and I was thinking about it and it's just stylistically, it actually feels most like Romeo and Juliet. Like the way that it's very mm-hmm. like flashy in your face, moving fast, um, more so than like Gatsby or um, Moulin Rouge. But there's a part of me that feels like if he didn't get one for Moulin Rouge, he's not going to get it for anything because I don't know if he's ever going to top that. Um, but I don't know. I'm holding out for him because I would like to see it. Um, and then if uh, Vegas is eligible for original song, I could see it getting um, its nagging nomination for original song. Yeah, I um, actually do have I think Elvis is going to get nominations. Uh, but I don't think it's going to break through to picture. I actually have it. I think it's going to be one of those like four nominations right on the cusp of picture, but just never like made it in. Um, I, I have it in, uh, makeup and hair styling, of course, uh, acting, of course. Um, I actually do have it in production design for now. Yeah. Um, and I have it in. I have it in editing for now because I I know that edit I think if they play it right they could put together a good clip because the whole, the whole movie is just editing mm-hmm. and I think yeah. a lot of the montage scenes um, for some people for me I saw the movie in Screen X so the montage scenes were absolutely fucking horrific because it was like wall like across the screen um, x is a nightmare invention i hate, swear it, to God. hate it so much uh but i think that those are very objectively put together well and i think it's really well done um and i definitely could see this being one of those films that takes an editing spot from one of the top you know four best picture nominees and uh everyone almost like the tick tick boom of this year where everyone's like oh was it was it number 11 was it number 12 um something like that uh but i think that's all i have it in for um for right now i do think uh, it will definitely i do think it is a shoe in uh i forgot to mention this because i was too busy thinking about um austin butler but um i do think it's a shoe in for like hair and makeup maybe even costumes production design because i mean it is like any Baz Luhrmann film like a visually stunning mm-hmm. um i think makeup wise you know what they're doing to tom hanks is criminal look at creepy ass tom hanks this yeah say. yeah but again thought this today while i was rewatching it the progression that they do to austin i was gonna say that last aging yeah. melody yeah is like yeah. that's what and, they could get it off of even the way they're able to capture the way Elvis looked differently through the 50s versus the 60s versus the 70s, like that progression is very well done. Mm-hmm. Now, why they didn't give that much attention to Tom Hanks, I don't know. But 
Yeah. My um, thing with, so I will say about Elvis, um, I will say, I definitely think it's like a, sh- if I were to, if, if I were to like someone come to the future and be like, Hey, Elvis only got one nomination. What do you think it is? I guess it'd actually be makeup because like that's just so mm-hmm. makeup. Whereas I definitely think it's gonna get costumes. Um, there's some, yeah, there's like very stupid hesitancy to me on my end, but like not very valid. <laughs> Production mm-hmm. design, there's enough to consider, not enough for me to put it in. And then there's obviously actor. But to me, when it comes to best picture, I don't buy it. Not because I don't, not because I'm not a fan of the movie, but also to me, it registers as a movie that I am well aware I'm on the outs on. But I don't, I feel like it doesn't have like best picture passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's why I think that like, I think crafts are going to like eat it up, but I don't think it's going to have the same. I don't think Baz has the same love that like Guillermo del Toro has in the sense mm-hmm. of like, he can just get in um, just because it, it, this, this would be like almost new territory for him. It's been 20 years since his last nomination. It's been 20 years since his last movie was nominated for best picture. It's not like it was like something where for like Guillermo del Toro, where it's like the shape of water just won. He just won director. And then he, you know, he makes nightmare alley. So, um, so I actually agree with that. Um, moving back up your list. I have Babylon at two. And the Fableman's at one, uh, which is just flip-flopped of what you have. I think Babylon is still sight unseen, really, but I agree with Kinsey. I do have a lot of faith in it um, in a lot of categories. And the Fableman's, I mean, I have thought when Killers of the Flower Moon was, like, confirmed that it was coming out, and then it got not unconfirmed, but certain people said it was unconfirmed, so... We're not going to say if it's confirmed or not. I took it out for now um, just because I would rather put it in than take it out and try to move things around. Just because I think that I think that having a Scorsese movie in general in the top like best picture changes a lot of things. Uh, so I would rather worry about that when the time comes. But I always thought the Fablemans would be the best picture player from um, from this year and i think that uh i think that it's going to give like i said on the last show i think it's going to give a new light to a lot of spielberg films um and you i think this is going to be something to where you're going to leave the fablemans and want to watch uh jaws you're going to leave the Fablemans and want to watch et you're going to leave the Fablemans and want to watch jurassic park um close encounters like all those kind of old spielbergs and like see how he incorporated this kind of childhood and growing up into those films. Um, so that is my number one. Uh, and that's my top 10 is completely done. So just to roll through my top 10, I have Pinocchio, Empire of Light, uh, Top Gun Maverick, Bardo, Glass Onion, Women Talking, Decision to Leave, Everything Everywhere, uh, Babylon and the Fablemans. And then Adriano, I'll let you run through your 10 through one and then, uh, speak on anything you want to speak on before we hop off. Uh, y- yeah, we've already talked about everything that's in my top five, but uh, number five, I got Empire of Lights. Number four, I got Everything Everywhere All Once. Doesn't really feel like that movie's slowing down anytime soon. Um, and I feel like its case has kind of been made. Um, three, I got Bardo. Um, you know, AGI, don't got much to say. <laughs> Two, Babylon. Um, Chazelle. I think First Man shows showed us that Chazelle isn't like their their darling 
in the way that me maybe anticipated. But I think this movie, you know, it's about old Hollywood. I feel like it's got to it's got to happen. And then obviously, number one, I got the Fablemans, which feels like the only movie with no red flag against it, even though I'm pr- almost certain that that Tiff premiere is going to make it peak early. Yeah, I um, I agree with Babylon. That's why I kind of think it is getting in is because mm-hmm. I think with the Fablemans, or not the Fablemans, with uh, First Man, I think he tried to do something more intimate, which I feel like should have worked. But after like so kind of the in your faceness of uh whiplash and la la land going back to something that's much more intimate from him i think he's going to be like okay well i like this people like this but it didn't like work for oscar wise so i'm gonna just throw everything at the wall um but yeah uh does anyone else have any kind of last second thoughts about uh, the pre-festival best picture race, anything like that they want to get off their chest? Um, I think it's really worth mentioning that none of us said greatest beer run ever. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Triangle Sadness, and I was going to be like, yeah, well... well that one, too. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, both of them. And I neither of the big the unseen action sequels, which is Black Panther and Avatar. Which Avatar's is, in my 15, Black Panther's in my 25. Oh, both of them... Black Panther's my 14, Avatar's my 13. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's like those stuff. It's like, I think we're all kind of considering, but like none of us mentioned it. Like, like I think I know the reason why none of us mentioned Greatest Beer Run. But as for... <laughs> it's the, my 23. Sorry? It's my 23. <laughs> I feel like you got to put that higher. <laughs> it's my 15. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, you think there's like a reason like why none of us like what hesitation there is towards like some of like triangle sadness, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, my, again, my, my biggest thing with triangle sadness. And I, I, I don't know if this is, I don't know if I heard this or I just dreamt this and I'm thinking it now I heard that uh, it's Sweden, right. That has like, it's like a Swedish film, or is no, it English. Denmark? Well, no, it's in English, but like, oh, Ostland's uh, like a like a Swedish, or is he Denmark? Or oh, I see a Ruben um, Ostland. Um, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, Swedish filmmaker. So I've I've I heard, and I don't know if this is right, and I don't know if I'm hearing this right. So please don't hold me to it. Don't pull the receipts. I've heard that they still might try to submit it even though it is i do understand the english thing i again i don't know i've heard they might try and see what they can do with it um but either way i think that is the biggest thing for me that is pulling it back um because i think if this was in a different language i think it is the vinterberg the um polakowski like those type of things where it is in um, it's like top three for uh, for international it's in director. If it, if this was the internet is, if this was an international player, I would have this in over decision to leave just because of how well it's been doing so far. Um, but because it's not, I only have it in a couple of places. I think I just moved Woody Harrelson into my top 10 
uh, for supporting actor, uh, just because he's Woody Harrelson. He he probably got a nomination for way less in um, three billboards, and I do have it like on the cusp of a lot of things. And I do have actually Austin on the cusp of a director nomination. I just don't, I don't know. The whole international thing is holding me back just a little bit. Um, but yeah, Lex, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go? No. No. Okay. Um, well, that was, you know, that was this one. <laughs> Um, that was the show. Yeah. Well, we're not done yet, but yes, we are. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, Adriana, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adrian Gabruso and also on my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Adriana Gabruso. Please subscribe. Pretty, 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 please. And Lex, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Alexis Willie, W I L L I underscore, um, and on TikTok at, at Moonshoes Lexi, where I make Eddie Munson uh, TikToks. Thanks. Um, you can find me on Twitter at TBR57. You can find the show on Twitter at Oscars underscore central. Um, you can find us online at oscarscentral.com. Um, we are going to have three. Oscar Central babies going to TIFF. Um, me, Adriano, and Nicole. And so uh, follow all three of us for all of your TIFF um, reviews, talkings, all that kind of stuff. Um, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, that's the show. <laughs>